Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts coming your way here on this Thursday on game day, game night, if you will, tonight. And the Illini taking on Chattanooga at 7.30 at Memorial Stadium. Had a good first hour, a lot of open line conversation. And if you were at Farm Aid 37 years ago tonight, you can send in if you were there. I'm uh, going to talk a little royal family here, a lot royal family, with Seal Otnis. And uh, from over at the University of Illinois, Professor Emerita. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, did I get that right? Geese That's College right. of Business? That's right. So what does a professor emerita do? A professor emerita is a retired professor mm-hmm. who uh, keeps her relationship with the university uh, because I'm still doing research and I'm teaching occasionally and doing okay. service, some service, that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well. So it just sort of signals that they still want me to sort of have my name associated with the University of Illinois, which I'm perfectly happy to do. <laughs> <laughs> and the Geese College of Business. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, a great group over there. Fantastic so, group yeah. and getting bigger and more visible by the minute. Yeah. yeah. We've had you on before to uh, talk about the royal family and the brand, if you will, and we'll yes. get into some of that. Now, you were telling me we got a night football game. You grew up in the South. I did. You said. I, uh, my dad taught at LSU, so we went to the um, LSU football games, and they were always at night because the weather was you know, conducive to that mm. all through November. And one would dress up in one's pantsuits and wear corsages. And the tailgating, as you can imagine, in a state that loves food as much as Louisiana, was <laughs> off the charts. You know, So that mm. was always quite a... Talk about rituals. Yeah. You know, this is a big ritual, of course, in America. Yeah. yeah. What do they tailgate with down there at LSU? Well, you know, you uh, you uh, uh, you have all, a lot of Cajun things, right? Yeah. You have your big jambalaya pot. You have um, gumbo. So you throw some of that, and then you have your usuals. We don't have brats or those kinds of Midwestern things. You know, it's much more uh, Louisiana-y, I guess I would say. <laughs> Well, we have had you, and I always enjoyed having you on to talk, and you've done, I know, you do a lot of interviews, not just here locally, but across the country, on the royal family, because you told me you're a royal watcher watcher. I am a royal watcher watcher, and last (laughs) week, honestly, uh, my husband came upstairs, I had been on a Zoom call for business, and he said, the queen has just died. Hmm. Five minutes later, the emails started coming in, so I mean, last week was... And one person wrote me and said, will you, will you commentate while the funeral is on live? And I said, 
I'm not getting up at five in the morning. I'm sorry because I have two other meetings that day and I'll be completely wasted. But, you know, of course, uh, for weddings in this country, for royal weddings, people often got up and put their tiaras on and had their breakfasts. Uh, But I don't know how many people actually got it because we have so much great uh, TiVoing and these kinds of technologies now that people don't necessarily need Mm -hmm. to do that anymore. Well, we knew she was an advanced age, obviously, 96. Yes. So it, it's, it's like our relatives. It's not a shock when it happens, but it still is a shock when it happens. I think know? it was a shock because two days before she had just, you know, accepted the new prime minister, who, by the way, read at her funeral two weeks after being appointed prime mm. minister. She did a Bible reading. Um, and I think that uh, we all I and Beatrice and uh, either Beatrice or her sister, um, whose name escapes me at this moment. Um, Beatrice or um, I'll was, think was of it in Eugene? a second. Yes, Eugenie. Thank yeah, you. Eugenie. Um, uh, said we all thought she'd just be with us forever. And um, so I kind of felt that way, and especially because I kind of thought, well, you know, her mother lived until she was 101. But I think there were just a lot of whammies that kind of took, you know, really took a toll on her. Prince Philip's death, she got COVID at a very advanced age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Harry and Meghan kind of uh, sort of a crisis. And I think a lot of these things just sort of took their toll on her. I thought it was interesting. And uh, she had wonderful relationships around the world. I, I, uh, Nelson Mandela's family commented on how much friends they became. Uh, and it was interesting with all the different drama that goes on, among the royals, they all loved and respected her. Absolutely. Which is interesting. Well, the queen was pretty unflappable. And, you know, I don't know if you um, saw this little incident last week with Prince Charles and the pen. Mm -hmm. Of course, he was had to be completely exhausted, right? I mean, the man had to grieve publicly and deal with all the transitions and everything. But this pen kind of blotted up on him when he was signing a document in in, in 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 Northern Ireland, I think, and he had like a big temper tantrum kind of on air. And you you never saw the Queen lose her cool mm-hmm. in 96 years, although I'm sure there were plenty of reasons for her to do so. But you just it wasn't her temperament. Mm-hmm. Well, King Charles, that's still comes off my tongue a little strange well you know yeah. people joke about how are they going to always think about wanting to say spaniel afterwards which is too bad <laughs> but you know he is king charles the third so if you throw the three in there that might yeah. keep you from doing that i saw a great article this morning in the guardian that's that a lot of people talk about how when he was a young man his first speech about environmentalism was at 21 years old and everybody thought he was a kook Mm-hmm. You know, talking about pollution and environment. And now, of course, he is um, uh, he's proven to be completely right. I mean, if you think about Pakistan, one third of it's underwater, et cetera, lots of climate change issues. Mm-hmm. But um, then they said, ironically, now that he's king and he's right, he's not supposed to speak up on things like mm-hmm. this anymore. He's got to take a more. So that's got to be extremely frustrating to him. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because the queen, even no matter what she thought in private. And the crown kind of showed some of this, but no matter what she thought in private, she never publicly said, hey, my prime minister needs to do X or Y. We just, just watched this. Uh, we've been watch, rewatching The Crown. It's very poignant to rewatch The Crown this week. And there was an episode where uh, one of her, someone told her to tell Winston Churchill to step down as prime minister because he wasn't doing anything. It was after this big 
smog fog incident in london Mm -hmm. and she was just about to tell him which was violating the constitution she was not supposed to say anything when the fog actually lifted so she (laughs) got off the hook on that one but uh yeah and it was a big the whole episode was about the moral dilemma of you know he's not doing anything but i'm not supposed to say anything so she was caught in this trap yeah yeah we're talking about the queen if you have thoughts along the way you can certainly share those we do have uh a caller on the line, I think about currency here. Uh, good morning, Carl. Hello there. How are you? Good. So, anyway, uh, a couple things. Uh, I looked up, I was just curious about the, the change uh, since the picture of the sovereign is on the money and on the stamps about all that kind of stuff, which I didn't hear mentioned. And it's kind of surprising. It'll take two years for the uh, the money to be completely have Charles's picture on it. Mm. In, in their estimate, and that's the estimate uh, from the transition because the money is not going to be the uh, picture of the queen is not going to be uh, taken away. Uh, you can still use that money, but it's going to take two years mm. for that, that transition. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, um, it's going to be in, would be interesting to find out how uh, they're going to allocate the patronage groups, the different groups that the queen um, was patron of, mm-hmm. divided among the family. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Good she had Carl. 600 charities. She was mm-hmm. a patron of 600 charities. And interestingly, one of the commentators um, uh, for CBS when we watched the funeral was uh, one of the heads of the Scottish Dancing, like folk, Scottish Dancing Society, which the Queen was a patron of. And uh, so she had a, quite a wide range. Um, that is a great question because um, I assume, cause, because when Prince Charles was Prince Charles, he had his own charities. So mm-hmm. now you have his charities on top of her charities, and how much of this will go to the Prince of Wales and the Princess of Wales, who of course were uh, William and Kate, or mm-hmm. are William and Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have, and 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 all that, at the same time, there's a talk of what we call a slimmed down monarchy, sort of how many royals is Prince Charles going to take off the payroll, so to speak. Mm. Uh, so that's a really good question. But, you know, in my opinion, and and the and I think and this is why the royal family still has a role, even though it's not a political role, this charity work, this ambassadorial work, is probably one of their most important roles in Britain. It's what keeps them relevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know in, uh, in America, we um, there are a lot of people who are really interested in all of this. Oh, yeah. And others who are like, why are we worried about... The queen, the king of England, <laughs> who cares? That's right. Uh, do you find that when you, as you talk to folks? Is sure. That- um, we've always had a big uh, soft spot for the English ever since we kicked them out, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And But if you, it's really more about the early um, immigration waves to North America were primarily from, you know, that part of the world. And at one point, I think a quarter to a third of people could claim some sort of uh, descendancy from uh, someone from the UK, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's part of it. Can I address the currency issue? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I meant to get to that. Oh, no yeah. problem, no yeah. problem. So my friend from New Zealand, right after the mm-hmm. Queen died, this was the very first thing she said to me. We're going to have to change all the money, all the stamps, and um, 
I I read that uh, somewhere that now people are really uh, scurrying to hold on to these pound notes, and they're they're get they're trying really hard to gather up um, notes with the Queen's face on them and stamps, et cetera, before this transition happens. I'm not surprised it'll take two years. Uh, it's a pretty big deal, and it's I, it'll be interesting. I don't think I've, I haven't seen anything about the cost of doing this, but of course. If you um, sort of amortize that over 70 years, it's not too bad. I mean, they've had her fa- – they've re- re- redone it a few times. Oh, have they? I was going to ask. I, I think so. Yeah. I think there's – I don't know if it was the original picture I, of her. I think yeah. there might be a middle-aged queen on there. But anyway, um, still, there have been like decades where they haven't had to do anything. So probably it isn't – you know, it's not as costly as – some – as mm-hmm. it could have been if we had five monarchs. Is she on the coins too? Yes. Or, okay. So the, the bills and the coins. Yes. And the wow. stamps. And the yes, stamps. That's, that's right. Seal right. <laughs> Otnes is our guest. She's a royal watcher watcher, professor emerita from over at the uh, Geese College of Business at the University of Illinois. If you have any comments on the royal family, you're really into it. Maybe you're not, but if you are and you have some thoughts uh, on all of this going forward, we'll talk about the brand going forward in particular, the royal family, what that is uh, going to look like. We're at 1021 here on DWS. Let me get a break in. Back with Seal Otnes in just a moment. Ten twenty-four on a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here. Seal Otnes is our guest. If you have some uh, work that needs done on your vehicle, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. They get a lot of great reviews. Douglas and Champagne says the car was extremely clean. The fix took only one day. I was taken care of immediately when I arrived. Everything went smoothly and fast. I would definitely recommend Gallo Miller. Haley and Tolono, your company exceptional throughout the whole process. It was fabulous. You touched up the extra areas that needed it and fixed a door ding. Derek in Urbana, my second car done by Gallo Miller. As always, the work was amazing. The testimonials are there. Gallo Miller, paint and collision repair, south side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits. And in Champaign. See, Lotness is with us as we talk about the royal family. If you have some thoughts, 1025. Uh, the funeral, um, I know you watched some of it, and um, it was a long procession. The the young men that carried the casket, oh uh, it was all pretty amazing. They have kind of come out as the sort of unsung heroes of this whole event. You know, I think we all, I think in an event this long, because, mm-hmm. you know, the coverage I know, I think we had our TiVo going from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., <laughs> uh, uh, there's always people that you can tell in the service like this who are going above and beyond, and they had eight young men carrying it, and then two, I believe, in front and two behind. And the casket apparently weighed 500 pounds. Mm. Now, we all know that Queen Elizabeth probably weighed about 90 pounds of that 500, but right. it was a solid oak, oak casket, lead-lined, etc. And they had to act in precision turn their shoulders so that they you know that this casket remained undisturbed and then march in this you know kind of military um procession for very many they had many different times where they had to go quite along you know some 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 hurdles so the biggest one was going up to saint george's chapel the steps they had to carry this cast the, the queen's casket up the steps so in britain they've become sort of folk heroes and there are all these movements about um buying them drinks and getting them setting them up in a drinks fund and i wouldn't be surprised frankly if we saw those young men receiving a uh you know some kind of distinction from the from yeah. the from the king 
Five hundred pounds. Yes. Yeah. And there and were it, eight of them, so divide from, that and yeah. put it on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> you and carry it a little while. Exactly. Yeah. Now you've walked that route. You said. So uh, the long the, walk, actually, that part was in the. They were in the in the in the hearse. Thank, okay. Thankfully, but yeah. that long walk, which was very moving, uh, is from the Queens from Windsor Castle to the statue of George the Third, which is very which isn't kind of an elevated path. So uh, all along the long walk. Uh, the, there were quite a lot of crowds because, you know, this was where the Queen was coming home to be buried in St. Mm-hmm. George's Chapel, which is in the grounds of Windsor Castle. And, of course, <clears throat> I read this morning that Hugh Grant absolutely lost it, he wrote, when he saw the Queen's horse, Emma, who is 25, one of her oldest and more favorite horses, with the groom on the side of the uh, long walk with the queen's headscarf that we always saw her in when mm-hmm. she would ride horses. She would never wear a helmet, by the right. way, uh, draped across Emma's saddle. And, and apparently this was just a lot of people got really choked up about the fact that the procession included not only the horses, but also the corgis. Right. Her so, beloved corgis. Yes. Yeah, for sure. 217-356-9397 is the phone number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Uh, visiting Lucille Otnes. It was funny, um, as as I was watching all the ceremonies, and this went on for I don't know, oh, yeah. 10 days or whatever. Right. So there is probably some fatigue because yes. I kept thinking, okay, this is it. Yes. No, that's not it. There's another service and there's another one. And- so I have a term <laughs> I've been using around the house, which my husband said was too corny for radio, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and that is that this wasn't a ritual. It was a ritual. Yeah. And what I mean by that is the British do rituals cultural rituals better than any country i mean Mm -hmm. if you think about it there are monarchies all over europe that are very popular but when would you ever see this kind of outpouring for a queen i mean the the uh the danish queen is apparently very popular Mm -hmm. um and and so uh they just understand the value of pomp and circumstance and uh allowing people to do things like camp out People were mm-hmm. camping out like they would arrive at seven at night uh, and people were camping out with their grandchildren. I mean, they interviewed one young man, one man who had brought his granddaughter and he said, I wanted her to be a part of history. And I think people understand there aren't that many opportunities for us to interact, to be to say I was there, mm-hmm. you know, for someone who the world totally knew, you know, whom, whom the world re- uh, sort of respected. I don't know how they get the numbers, but they said four billion people watched. I'm not surprised. That's and half I know the world. That, yeah. um, <laughs> something like 29 million watched in the UK, which wasn't this wasn't as high as the soccer finals, yeah, right? Really? They okay. were surprised, <laughs> but um, yes, and you know, from a from a commercial perspective, if you think about what all those crowds meant again say the queue you remember the famous Mm -hmm. queue that everybody stood in some people stood in line for 23 hours yeah (coughs) so there were they had to have support for those folks so they had food vendors you know beverages porta potties the whole thing there was david beckham i'm sure you know in the queue Mm -hmm. for 13 hours and several celebrities and uh so there was quite a lot of I mean, I, I don't mean to put a crass perspective on it, but there was quite a commercial side to this as well. I mean, uh, it'll be very interesting. I've already seen plenty of ads for some tasteful and not so tasteful things to see what kind of, you know, memorabilia come out to commemorate her. Hmm. Talking about the uh, passing of Queen Elizabeth, 
Uh, let's see. What is the proper title for Charles's wife, Camilla? He is king, but she is not queen. Queen consort. Yeah. So I I am not actually sure if it changes to queen once the coronation happens. But I think when Prince Albert uh, was the was prince consort, he was never made king consort, and this was. Uh, a little bit, I think, to not threaten Queen Victoria's power. Uh, but I think uh, Queen Consort simply means I'm not a royal by blood, but I'm married to a royal. So I think the consort word is really about, although Prince Albert was a royal by blood, but not a British royal. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it might be slightly a soft peddling because, of course, there is a little bit still of... Um, issues with some some people still have issues with camilla yeah. yeah i think i read an article where you were quoted where it's where she will kind of always in some people's minds be the other woman be the other woman you know well and the older generations right. i mean that's been a long time you know princess diana we celebrate mm. well we commemorated the 25th anniversary of her death this summer so it's i think i, I think they do i think as time goes by but she will be crowned in the coronation okay. ceremony. So yeah. whatever that ceremony looks like, yeah. it might be a um, scale back ceremony. But yes. Yeah. When when will that be? When will they? Well, actually... so the the traditional um, uh, sort of s- status on that is you wait many months so that the you don't look like you're celebrating the new monarch before you've had time to grieve the old monarch. Mm. So typically, it's like nine months. Uh, I know on the crown they said the queen. Uh, her coronation was delayed 14 months, partially because Churchill wanted to stay in power, okay? <laughs> yeah. which was interesting. But um, There was some travel, too. She had been traveling, right? Or uh, was, or was she that was one? already the queen. Yeah, okay. she came back. Okay. But, but um, also, you want the weather to be good. Right. You know, I mean, people commented on uh, how when the last time there was a funeral, uh, it was winter. Mm. And you wouldn't see the crowds. And the weather in London was spectacular. I don't know if you also saw that when the Queen died, there was a double rainbow over Buckingham yeah, Palace. Right at that moment. Sort of almost. symbolic things. Yes, wow. interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, 1033. Let me get a news update in. We'll come back with more questions if you have some for Seal Otness as we talk about the royal family going forward. What's it going to look like? How long is Charles going to be around on the throne? We'll see. Back in a moment. Ten thirty-six on a penny for your thoughts. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. If you need to move a home, sell a home, whatever the case may be, make sure you uh, give the folks at Ryan Dallas a call or reach out to them. RyanDallasRE.com. Coming soon. Program available. They've helped hundreds of families already here in this year, and we appreciate them as uh, I know you do. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. They are the. Let me count this back to back to back to back to back. People's Choice Award winners. I think that's five now. Uh, that they've won, uh, courtesy of the News Gazette. And they uh, help sponsor our tent as well over at uh, Grange Grove. They'll be there tonight. So uh, Ryan Dallas Real Estate, give them a call if you have any uh, real estate needs, whether you're coming or going, as the case may be. 1037, Seal Otnes is with us, Professor Emerita from the University of Illinois, doing some research as well with the uh, East College of Business. She's spent years there and talking about the brand of the uh, royal family. And uh, Queen Elizabeth has been laid to rest. Now, are all the kings and queens in the buried in the same air place or not? No, or is- it's very interesting. Uh, the more of the current kings and queens are buried in St. George's Chapel, and it's quite 
overwhelming when you go because mm-hmm. some of them are buried in those crypts that then have the um, sort of life-size mar- uh, you know, stone sculptures yeah. of them, you know, it, it, those sort of sarcophagi type mm-hmm. things. So, and then the older kings and queens are buried in Westminster Abbey. So if you ever want to do the whole royal burial tour, you should go to Westminster Abbey where you can see you know, a, a, a lot of the older monarchs. Um, but when you walk in to St. George's Chapel, you can stand on the place where Henry VIII is in the ground. I mean, there's a plaque, you know, and, really? the, and I think Jane Seymour is buried with him, his third wife who gave him his son. Uh, the, the beheaded wives are buried at the Tower of London. Okay. So, you know, there are several places you can go where yeah. you can sort of honor. But the interesting thing about St. George's Chapel, I don't know if you knew this. So when, when the queen was, was brought to St. George's Chapel, she was laid on top of Prince Philip's um, coffin. Then they were moved. That's kind of a holding ground. They kept, mm-hmm. the, you know, they were kind of waiting until she was there to join her father and mother uh, and Princess Margaret in a deeper crypt in a very private chapel. And last time I was there, you couldn't even uh, look in that. You couldn't even go into that chapel. That was the most private place. But you can walk all around uh, St. George's Chapel and see all sorts of royals buried around the um, perimeter. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. So the the king uh, that abdicated, is he is he, he is there? at Frogmore, which okay. is a, a ho- which is a home, uh, uh, and so is Wallace Simpson. The you know, mm. uh, the Duchess of Windsor. Okay. Yes. A couple of uh, funny notes, side notes. Somebody pointed out to me that James Bond has been working for her Majesty's Secret Service. Well, that has to change. That's true. Right. I hadn't thought so about that. There, actually, I, I did think about that. The coins and the stamps and the uh, currency are really just are really just probably scratching the surface. Because if you walk around London, there are lots of um, uh, places where the queen is represented, you know, like uh, post office boxes, et cetera. You have to, if it says ER on it, it's got to go, because that's for Queen Elizabeth, right, mm-hmm. ER too. Um, and so there will be a lot of a replacement of, of images and, and logos, if you will, and words and names, that kind of thing. The royal warrant, do you know about the royal no. warrant? Okay, so the Royal Warrant is actually an endorsement by the royal family of products and services and experiences that they say that they basically endorse, kind of like a brand endorsement, except they get no money for it. So it's mm. even more uh, powerful. Imagine having the Royal Warrant for ketchup. Okay, yeah. so in other words, your brand of ketchup, I don't even know if there is one, but there certainly is a brand for tea. Yeah. There's a brand for welling, you know, rain boots, et cetera. And if you have the Royal Warrant, that's a, you get to put up a big display in your store uh, that signals that the royal household actually uses your product. Really? So there okay. is, they're all over the place. And again, <laughs> they may have to be um, uh, switched. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do with those. Now, yeah. Charles is, what was the, the other headline you saw? Charles is 73. He is. And what was the headline you said? Oh, you? the cartoon I saw said, uh, 73-year-old man finally gets job. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> yeah. He has been waiting a long time. Yes, he has. They, they used to call um, the Duchess of Cambridge Waity Katie when she waited eight years, quote-unquote, to marry Prince William. I think that I think Prince Charles has her beat. But, you know, it's kind of interesting if you do the math. So the Queen had a Silver Jubilee, Golden Jubilee, Diamond Jubilee, Platinum Jubilee. 
if he has a silver jubilee for 25 years, he will be 98. Mm, older so, than his mom. Yeah. Exactly. He has to outlive mm. his mother to have a silver jubilee, wow. and he just might do it. Yeah, he's yeah. got. I mean, he's got he's, the longevity genes. That's sure. right. They're yeah. a part of his family. There's no doubt about that. That's right. Yeah. What? Um, how has the viewpoint of him changed or adjusted over the years? I mean, he was. People went after him pretty hard with Diana. Yes, and but they also respect him for with his boys and how he. Yes. So tell me what. So, I think that this week, these last ten days, were a um, really showed an interesting uh, shift in the barometer in terms of his his uh, sort of reputation. Uh, first of all, I think there was a lot of pity for him because he did lose his mother. And, and I think, again, I think people were sort of shocked it happened that he barely got to the bedside. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, only two of them were at the bedside. Only Anne and Charles were there, although everybody rushed to get there, but they didn't make it. Um, so I think uh, because he has had to manage the burden of this public mourning and all these events and and also he went out and walked around and worked the crowds he Mm -hmm. and uh not only and which i absolutely hate this term that they use the fab four for william kate harry and megan because they aren't i mean that was the term for the beatles who actually got along for part of their for most of the time time. (laughs) but you know we're not gonna see harry and megan much i don't think after this week so no But uh, I think, you know, Prince Charles went out and shook hands and expressed uh, and let some woman kiss him on the cheek. And, you know, he he went out and so did Camilla. So I think um, that is something he has learned that um, maybe from his former wife, I don't know, that you should be there for them to see you. Mm -hmm. Relate to the to your subjects, basically. Yeah. 1043 at DWS. Back with C. Lotness here in a moment on A Penny for Your Thoughts. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. Ten forty six. Visiting with Seal Otnis here as we talk uh, royal family after the uh, funeral and everything's done now with the uh, with the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, and uh, King Charles is there. Uh, the folks at uh, Roost by Roger uh, let you know. Of course, we had a hailstorm that moved through a good portion of our area. If you had some damage and you need to get a hold of somebody and figure out what to do going forward, give the folks at uh, Roost by Roger a call. You can go to their website, Roost by Roger R O D G E R and get all the information they do, everything from gutters and roofs and everything in between, anything related to that. But if you did have some damage, uh, make sure you get that A checked out, B, get an estimate from them, a free estimate, figure out what to do going forward. So Roofs by Roger, one of our great sponsors. They're all great on a penny for your thoughts. All right, uh, let's go to the phone here. Ray is with us. How you doing, Ray? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question for your guest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, Queen Elizabeth became queen in 1952 or whenever. Her husband was Prince Philip. Was he ever called a king or king consort? Because I heard you say that when Prince Charles, or now King Charles, becomes king, his wife will become a queen or a queen's consort. What is the proper name for her? And And was Philip a king or was he still the prince? Or a different name. 
So mm-hmm. her proper name will be Queen Consort, and pretty much all of the spouses of the royal of the monarchs have that consort term. Now they don't always necessarily use it in but the prince prince philip was never king philip uh he was always prince philip i never really heard them use the prince consort term for him again it might be sort of a slight hedge uh, neither prince albert nor nor camilla come in came into their marriages with um their reputations uh, of, of uh, that would lead them to believe that they would be totally accepted by the British. There, with Prince Albert, when he married Queen Victoria, he was a very poor prince from a Germanic region. So I think it might be semi a public relations kind of a thing whether they use that now. Technically, I think Prince Philip was the prince consort, but he probably wouldn't have stood for having that term used because he was angry enough as it was that the last name of the royal family wasn't changed to Mountbatten, which was his actual technical name. So I think they're all consorts if they marry. They all they all are uh, I don't even remember if he was crowned, but there's also this issue if you're a female queen that you don't want your king your your male husband to have too much power uh that that was kind of an interesting an interesting issue Mm -hmm. so i hope that helps i mean i think like a lot of things with the royal family uh it depends on how much they need to leverage that term to sort of soften the perception of that person being in the in the household Hmm. okay one other thing sure Mm -hmm. okay those eight men that carried that coffin were fantastic weren't they it was I could not believe the uh, precision with which they handled everything. It was, it was, um, they were were just awe to watch. I agree. And And if you are very interested in this, and they're kind of taking on a life of their own in this whole narrative of the funeral, uh, I know that um, several of the news media have had actual stories about each of them. And I believe several of them were flown in from their units, from their military units. Mm. And they had been trained to uh, take on this role for many, uh, you know, I mean, they've been rehearsing, quote, London Bridge, which was what the funeral was actually known as, Operation London Bridge. Mm. Uh, So when she died, they sent around a message that said London Bridge has fallen. You know, really? that was the code. Okay. Oh, yes. So um, wow. so though these young men have been, no doubt, um, preparing somehow and then, of course, rehearsed, I'm sure, several days. So, yes, I agree. I, I looked at their faces and I thought they know those cameras from all over the world are on them and there cannot be a single mistake. They can't turn that, that casket, you know, like one inch on one side skyward and... I was actually very transfixed by um, their precision and their prep preparedness. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, one other thing then I'd, I'd heard, and this is hearsay, that the day that Elizabeth was crowned, they started the uh, preparing for her funeral. I don't know that, a, but I can tell a, you that you know uh, in a, in a sense. that that the that the that the um, certainly the royal house. Uh, has got that's, that's, has yes got it got everything in line. Mm-hmm. They've probably started preparing that's, for Prince Charles's funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I was just curious about that, but yeah, 
Okay. Prince Thanks. Charles never called it King Consort. Okay, well, thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate thank it. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Ray. I had another question here. Uh, we can answer this real quick. So, as your guest, ask your guest, what was the relationship between the last Tsar of Russia and the Queen's family in 1917? Oh, right? yes. Well, that's a sad story. Yeah. So, interestingly, um, George V, okay, uh, who was um, uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth's grandfather and Queen Mary, uh, George V was first cousins with the Tsar, okay, and they looked almost exactly alike, Nicholas, okay. Uh, and I know that, um, so when the um, when things started getting shaky politically in Russia, I believe the Tsar and his family appealed to the to the UK to take them in as refugees as to ask, and mm-hmm. I think that the um, king refused to do it mm-hmm. so this is probably what the um, question is about you know mm-hmm. uh, it was not I'm sure a shining moment for the royal family in Britain because of course then they were all assassinated mm-hmm. you know so yeah mm-hmm. but if you ever want to see genetics at work take a look at the picture of George V and his cousin mm-hmm. Nicholas who looked like they were identical twins almost yeah now the ones who made it you said by her bedside were charles and anne that's right? it mm-hmm. and anne is interesting yes uh, how she's less in the limelight yes but. well princess anne uh is always known as the hardest working royal she has more engagements every year than most of the monarchs I, it may be even in this recent years than the queen herself uh and tina brown who has written a really excellent book called the palace papers has a phrase in there, and she actually brought it up on CBS when she was commentating. Um, Princess Anne is the greatest king that Britain will never have. Hmm. Because, of course, the rules of inheriting the throne uh, kicked her out of the of the line of succession as soon as, because women, you know, even though she was second the second born child as a as a woman she's behind all of the children of all of her brothers mm-hmm. so she's you know in the teens somewhere now yeah. because they've all had children but um yeah and and, she, and you know she's a tough nut she's a lot like her father i, I think it's interesting how, how she's portrayed on the crown uh a, a, a wonderful equestrian in her own right um and but she you know was stalwart and extremely stoic. I think she looked like Britain mm-hmm. during this week. During this yeah. week. All right, uh, Adam. Let's skip the uh, the Brent Musburger. Let's go to the break, and then we'll uh, get about a minute and a half break, and then we'll talk about the future here going forward for a few minutes. Got about five minutes left when we come back. There you go, Ringo, from the uh, Beatles, the Fab Four, as you call them. <laughs> That's right. The real Fab Four. That's right. Well, so obviously Charles will be king until he either decides he doesn't want to be or he's or he passes away, which I think he'll hold on to until for a while. Um, is yeah. is obviously William? Everybody that's of a certain age. Well, William's the future. William Correct. and Kate. Correct. Is that some of the brand going forward? Well. Even on that note, it was very interesting that they chose to bring George and Charlotte to the funeral, mm-hmm. okay, because George is now second in line to the throne, and he's mm-hmm. like nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so people said the reason they did that was to stress the continuity, right? Mm-hmm. I think Charles will not 
give it up. There's, I don't mm. see any reason. He doesn't have to abdicate to marry the woman he loved. He's already right, got her. Right, yeah. uh, so as far as the brand going forward, I think there may be, quote, a slimming down of the monarchy. But the first thing that Charles has to do is figure out how to recapture the charisma that the queen had. Yeah. And he's got a... He's got baggage that she did not have. She came in at 24. She was right. became the queen, although she wasn't crowned until she was 25. And she, um, you know, um, was a young, petite, little, fashion, you know, beautiful woman. And um, people grew up with her. And uh, I don't think there's the under this sort of just this whole wellspring of affection for Charles. So he's mm. got to figure out how to make the people buy into keeping the monarchy viable. Because right after she died, there was already what they call Republican stirrings, which you know means something different over there, uh, about is it time to abolish the monarchy? Is it time for Scotland to leave uh, the mm-hmm. UK, et cetera? So these issues after a respectful period mm-hmm. will go away. Yeah, And then William, of course, people pointed him and uh – he seems to be pretty popular I think, with everybody. I think we he again have seen him grow up. And, mm-hmm. of course, his life was tinged by tragedy with Diana dying so young. And uh, he's he's another one. He's not like Harry. He's not. He doesn't have a, you know, a, a short fuse. Mm-hmm. And he's more predictable. Uh, I think, again, he's just, you know, the stalwart sort of British, mm-hmm. uh, not a foot wrong type monarch yeah. to be. Well, Seal, this has been fun again. Thank Always you. Is. Thank Thanks you. for having me. I know me. you said this is your last uh, your last interview for a while. This probably. is my <laughs> last interview about the funeral, which after last week when I did about three a day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and God save the king and go a line eye. That's right. Right. Game tonight. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Seal. This has been fun. Thank Always you. Always is. All right, Seal Otnes, our royal watcher, watcher officially for the program.